welcome back to Back Society. I'm your co-host Jordan with my other co-host S, and of course the other one, the other one, the other one, and Chris. <laughs> there we go. We got it. We got it. All right, we're on chapter seven Ooh. of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yes, we now, are. Now this was uh, chapter was overcoming obstacles, and of course uh, he lists a lot of things like cynicism, fear. Laziness. I'm sure at least we felt one of these things, right? One of them. I feel them all. You felt them all. Yeah, man. All right, all right then start us off. W- what What really impacts you the most? I would one. I would say like laziness is a big thing because people. I feel that he does say like you have a lazy mind, but it's not just a lazy mind. It's actually like a it's a habit, right? Most people procrastinate. That could be fear as well. Yeah, like you just do that endless scroll on your phone and not do it. Next thing you know, a few hours have passed. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, like, like, I, like I program myself to like, you know, eat like later in the day. So I'm like hungry throughout the day because it, it, it breaks your procrastination because you're hungry for things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It gets you moving. I understand that. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. What about you, Chris? Anything you really felt jumped out of your chapter in one of the obstacles? Yeah, I think fear is like the big one, you know, because everybody's like, oh, I want to do. Yeah. And pulling the trigger is the hardest part. It really is. It is. For me, it was more of the cynicism. I always play the what if game like, oh, what if this bombs? What if I don't? uh, What if it's like there's too much criticism about it? Like I've been gathering things to make a studio since, wow, 2018. And I only really started making content until 2021. Like the cynicism was really like paralyzing a little bit. Now that I think about it, I feel like all of these is all based on fear, one emotion. Right, fear. It is, it is fear of the unknown, fear of failure. Right, as he as he touched on, fear is a fear is a weird thing because mm-hmm. fear it plagues it plagues the mind, but it's nothing but an illusion, right? It is an illusion, but it's also the one of the hardest things is of course overcoming that fear. Like uh, me, um, uh, I've always wanted a YouTube channel where I just make content. I've always wanted to make content, and I've wanted to f- since like 2017, really. And I started gathering stuff in 2018 but i only really started making content youtube content this year really and i've been making it non-stop like once i overcome it it was like a, a floodgate yeah you know yeah yeah that's amazing it is amazing like i'm sure i when it comes to chris I'm, i bet like um there was like a certain fear before you went into a whole you know the whole real estate game right yeah i mean <clears throat> so like you know we always wanted to do it because we wanted to like start to build some kind of wealth Really, the hardest one was like the second property. Like, you know, because we took our first one, we had already lived in it and we already owned it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, shit, now we're going to buy one specifically for investing. Like, it took a couple of years, bro. I I bet it did. Because like the thing that would like paralyze me the most is like, what if I what if I can't afford it? What if something happens? And, you know, like my lifeline to income is cut somehow. Because like in in this day and age, there's a lot of unknowns, you know? Yeah. So much unknowns. Now... Even though you had that fear, right, of uh, investing uh, into real estate, why don't you talk about like a failure that you had that you had to learn from? In real estate? Yeah. He's about to be like, I, I, I never had a failure. What are you talking about? Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody has had a failure in some type where I, you have to learn a situation from it. Where you learned a situation from. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the first time we had like a real issue. Okay, so uh, we had just... Right, got our first renter in. the The baby had just been born, and I was away for work. And the, oh, yeah, you got uh, a lot going on. Yeah, and then the um the main water line to the house exploded. Oh wow! God damn! Yeah, yeah, and because it was on the wrong side of the sidewalk, it was our problem and not the county's problem. And I think it like sp- it was spilling like ten thousand gallons a day or something. Ridiculous. Jesus Christ! There was thirsty kids yeah, in Africa. Dude, they had to like dig it up outside they had to like jackhammer in the basement and run this whole new line and we were like dude this is gonna cost thousands was that thousands. your property they were jackhammering that's in? what he that's what he just yeah, said it was in the problem yeah. yeah it was in the basement oh okay sorry I they thought... had to run they had to reconnect the line okay so yeah. It, it cost, oh yeah dude, it was it was wild it cost you thousands no so it ended up we had some like weird uh subcontracted out thing in our homeowner's policy that we never heard of that's not very common, but we just happen to have it. Oh my and god, covered. that is the luckiest shit in the world, dude. That is the only shit. That is the shit that only happens to freaking him. I swear to God, that is the only stuff. It costs us like like 
two hundred and fifty dollars, I think, <laughs> or five hundred bucks, whatever a deductible was. Hey, if it happened to it one person, wild, of bro. course it happened to him. Hey, dude. no, I that's know. no. I'm glad. I'm glad too. That was, the most, that was the most stressful. That was definitely the most stressful because yeah. it was like. How do we handle it? Because, like, also, they had to shut off the water to the house. So then our tenants had to, like, move out and, like, get a hotel. Oh, wow. Right. So, yeah. So we, like, ended up, like, what do we do? We, like, didn't charge them for, like, the rent for the days they were out. But then our insurance reimbursed us. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, like, it it was a clutch moment, what you would call. But, I I mean, (laughs) I could imagine you being stressed out. You know, you just had the baby. You're away. And then this happens, and you're like, man, this is just going to set us back. Yeah, the city fucks you. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're like, no, this is the city problem. Nope. It's on this line, so it's your problem. But you happen to have this. It was literally, it's a townhouse, too. We got the smallest yard. It just happened to be literally like six inches on our side of the sidewalk. Yeah. So I can, uh, yeah, you were, I bet you you were stressed out. I mean, I would be, too. I mean, I'd be like, why is this happening to me? But at least you had like that. That clutch insurance that just came out of nowhere, it seems. Whoa, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Sounds good. Do you, yeah. do you have something similar? You know, not like in business-wise, I would say. Like, I learned usually like my failures come from like just in life general, right? right. Like when life just, just knocks you down, you just get back up, you learn from it, and then you move on. And then when that situation uh, occurs again, you know how to handle it. I hear you. Yeah. I have uh, I've had a few clutch situations where like, you know, I guess an angel was smiling down upon me cuz like there was a few times where I was first starting my my journey in programming in my career and I had left the casino. And there was a few times where I stu- uh, struggled for money. Yeah. And every time like, oh no, these bills are coming up. I don't know how I'm going to pay them. Clash Action's uh class action lawsuit from the casino came down out of nowhere. Gave me a fat check. Yeah. That's called the abundance money. And it just comes in the mail because <laughs> all you're of like, a sudden you're just like, you get a check. It's just like, oh, you want this class action lawsuit. I was like, oh, 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 $2,000. Oh, thank oh, you. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Oh, God. I'm so sorry this <sighs> happened. That's amazing. Dude, it was like a, a few of those times it came in clutch or like a, a big spike happened in the stock market and I got a really good dividend for that. Uh, for that month and it really came in well except it's been very freaking hard this week yeah um staying on topic though like (laughs) obstacles though are there everybody has to face them they pop out i feel like obstacles are it's so weird right so like from my experience what i've seen is like when you're really like focused on a goal for instance that's when obstacles arise right most people that really i feel like don't uh, that are content with where they're at and stuff like that, that aren't trying to move in a direction, obstacles rarely happen to them. Well, it's not only that, but sometimes when you're really hyper-focused on something you want to do, let's say like making content for YouTube or, or podcasting, you get the certain arrogance, which he also mentioned that, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. You know, I'm, uh, my personality is good. This is going to take off. And it's just, you see all these other people and realize that you don't know as you don't know as much as you think. This is a very professional field that people have taken over, and you are still starting out. You're like a baby compared to them. You don't know this stuff. Like when I started posting the podcast for the first time or the YouTube for the first time, like there are very specific things you need to do in order to catch fire. No. And I I, I get that. I agree with that. And I I admit I was yeah. kind of arrogant because I thought. Were you really? Yeah, I was uh-huh. arrogant. I thought my personality or yours yeah. could carry it. And it was just not true. There was certain things like posting at certain times where yeah. people would get off work or before work. Like Chris says he listens to the podcast on his way to work or something on his way to work. And so, you know, a lot of people do the same thing. Right. And so you want to really have the episode at that time or in order to keep people's attention is very is a difficult thing especially with so much endorphins that's going around in today's day and age with the internet a dopamine spike yeah you need to capture that somehow and it's it's a difficult thing and i thought it was going to be easier than it really was but people have spiked their whole career people make 200k to figure this thing out yeah yeah there's a quote i don't know if it's a quote but the (laughs) (laughs) right so we just call it a saying then it's not a quote (laughs) 
I think this is called like this is something I thought up one day. All right. Well, I mean, like when you talk about like going into something with arrogance, right? You always want to be humble, right? You're willing to learn. You keep an open mind. It's you tough li- to be humble sometimes, man. I know. But the thing is, is that know-it-alls, mostly, mostly people that are arrogant are like know-it-alls. But when you have that mentality that you're a know-it-all, you don't learn anything new, right? Mm-hmm. And you become very dismissive. But if you know you want to do something you and you're willing to listen, be humble, but be committed and always willing to learn, it makes you more... Then you can use knowledge for certain things. If it doesn't work out, you're like, all right, I don't do this. You know, it's just more you have you're more receptive to things. I feel like I feel like you need to be more receptive to learning things. Oh, 100 percent. It's been I've not stopped learning things for the past few years since we started this thing. Right. Not since Bag Society, but just podcasting in general. And it's been a wild ride. As as you know, on the Bag Society YouTube, I don't know if you kept up with it too much chris but like i've been posting on it and i've been yeah, like taking posts on it yeah did you see the uh the one i posted today no dude i was in a car all day today driving so oh, man that sucks to suck but um <laughs> <laughs> but um um i just posted the most popular video we had and it was just a quote with some b-roll some flashy oh, yeah? transitions yeah yeah, oh, let me check. I want to check. I'm gonna look right now. You want to look yeah. at it? It's it's just an experiment. I just wanted to see how Discip- much. I is would it the get. discipline one? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. I, it, you posted it today, and it's got 176 views compared to the others. And it's yes. just some Asian dude. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know, For, man. It was B-roll. I wanted someone learning. I thought, you know, that's discipline, cool. learning. You know, you can get the picture. So we're trying to crack the algorithm. Yes. We're cracking the code. We're like safe crackers. With the um, at this point, the algorithm figuring it out. Is, yeah, it's not an if, but when. But when it's gonna happen? Because yeah. I've been make I have like about five YouTube channels that I've been posting to about regularly, trying to figure out what's the best way to crack these views. Yeah, and it's going pretty well. Yeah, you did so the, far. Yeah, the Chat GBT one. Is- what's what's the one thing you've learned? How to captivate an audience. Okay, so I posted earlier this week of a. Of a quote, and it's just a quote, Marcus Aurelius uh, Meditations. I, I realized mm-hmm. posting the quote on the short, the whole quote is not good because that's not hooking anyone in. Because you can just scroll past it, read it, and then scroll past it. You need, in order to get someone, in order to get the YouTube algorithm to really like push your content out continuously, um, people need to stay on until the end of the video and not scroll past it. You don't want anyone to scroll past your video before it's over. And I put a back splash screen like, oh, for more, listen to the so-and-so. Apparently, people like to scroll past it as soon as that comes up. And YouTube will penalize you for that, Mm. right? They'll Mm. say it's a scroll past. So you can have like a 30-second long video. But if that that backsplash is two seconds, the retention will be 28 seconds. And they'll say, oh, people didn't listen to the full thing. We're going to... uh, downvote you on the algorithm so i guess it was bullshit so we have to come up with a formula for the shorts right right you need the hook in the beginning you need the hook you You can't put your you can't like put all your information up at front you need to like hook them in keep them watching keep them watching yeah so then give them the payoff but at the same time end abruptly okay so you know people don't scroll away like yeah so wild so what jordan told me was like you within like the first second or two you got to have a hook then you have to drag on uh, a pretty good story right with different People angles love different storytelling cuts. i i especially do too right but that's that's the retention the story is the retention right. to keep them in and then you give them everything that you're trying to say at the end and you got to end it abruptly right, right? so a, a couple of things I, uh, the notes I've written down was um, a lot of B-roll. You can't just have a picture. People like things that are moving, something that captures their attention. Mm-hmm. You want to feed into other things, uh, of course, the storytelling. But you can't just have everything up front. You need to tantalize them just a little bit, you know, tickle the balls a little bit, you know, until the payoff comes. As soon as the payoff the comes. Money the, the money shot. The money shot. Hey. The money shot. Exactly. You need to have that. I feel like we're in like the back studio in Hollywood. <laughs> Smoking, <laughs> talking about <laughs> we're in like pure radiator or something like that. <laughs> then bam, 
Hit you right there. There's a surprising amount of cocaine that is not here. I want to do a short like in Family Guy with Peter Griffin, and it's just like smoke. The thing is, like that's a <laughs> that's a big. Um, the thing is, if you have clips of Family Guy, and if you add it to your video, people will watch it. Yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe people it. People like watching things that are familiar to them. Oh, that's another note. Note and to self. The thing is, you also have to contend with people's ADHD that the internet has really brought on as a pandemic. I don't believe you know? in ADHD. Again, like I said, let's say we took one of your videos that you sent us, which is like yeah. life tips and stuff like that. Like, for an example, uh, em- emergency fund. Yeah. Right? And we split it. And I'm going to try this. All right. And we put like a game footage, like someone doing a, a trick shot in Call of Duty or something. Like that. Okay. I want that, that uh, retention rate will skyrocket. We're going to see. I mean, this is it what it's about, right? It's, this is, this is what it, it's isn't about. Isn't that like those ones where there's like those really weird ones where uh, it's like the driving, it's like yeah. GTA online or whatever? You know exactly what I'm talking about. It has nothing to do. Yeah, it has yeah. nothing to do with the actual content, <laughs> right? It's just you're watching, like, yo, is he going to make that? I That's exactly know. what it is. It's only yeah, yeah, yeah. there to keep your attention. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah. Because would you? Because obviously, you'd rather look at that than the guy who's talking. Because you're looking at that. Yeah. It's funny, these mind games, they play with you, you but it works. It's a psyop. Yeah, whoever figured that out, bro? Whoever figured that out? Yeah. Genius. Yeah, it was probably some 14-year-old. No, <laughs> I bet you I bet you it was some high-end company, some corporation. No. no. It, was a, it was a Russian troll. Bro. It was. It probably was. There was some CIA agent the, guy the or something. The biggest views aren't like, you know, corporate spots. Let's no, yeah, you're here. right. You're right. The biggest views, the biggest people do not put out. Like or the biggest companies like corporations. The, the corporations stuff. are always yeah. a year behind of trends. Yeah, and they they don't even they buy the they buy the trend maker. Oh, they buy the audience. They, they buy no, the trend they don't, maker. No, they don't buy the audience. They buy the trend maker. And be well, like, of course. I mean, you that. know, like the White House is buying like TikTok stars right now. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. The White House. Yeah. For what? Did, they did have, you see when he went on the uh, those guys went on the Tim Dillon podcast? About no, what? no, please tell me about this. I enjoyed Tim Dillon. Yo, yeah, so like the two TikTok stars from the White House or whatever. And the one the one kid said something like, you know, I'll always vote for Democrats, even though most of them suck or whatever like that, something like that. And he's like representing the White House. And the kid's like, can you, can you, can you take that out? He doesn't want to get exactly that phone call, you know? <laughs> Bro, I can't. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like shitting on Democrats and just saying he'll always vote for him, but it really sucked. And you he's know, fired. It was, his it was so funny. Immediately, he was like, he was like, can you can you remove that?" And Tim Dillon, of course, was like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You have to. You have to really admire the status quo parts of the like Democratic Party. It's just like you know. What we're doing is good, but you know, hey, young people, it's, it's like that meme with uh, Steve Buscemi. It's just like, hey, young people. I'm not a fan of the Democrats. I'm not a fan of the uh, Uniparty over here. I think I think it's because they like um, prey on vic- victim mentality people. That's why I don't like him. There is victims in this country, but I won't say more about that. You know what I mean? But either way, one of the things Robert Kiyosaki has also said is, have you overcame bad habits i had to like okay what i had to so oh, yeah, like, like what this is a bad example because i had taco <laughs> bell last night <laughs> that's a horrible habit dude but you already you already gave up bro yeah you already gave up as soon as like baja blast Beer. was no longer taco bell exclusive it was over it was oh, a wrap i'm drinking water <laughs> let me see this oh, look at that zero calories no you're good to go folks no here's the thing right so like for me personally, I can't eat. I can't eat like the majority of food because if I do, then I can't get out of bed. Yeah, is that? Yeah, you're the guy who had was allergic to everything as a kid. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I wasn't lying. Quote unquote. Are you sure you weren't lying? I wasn't lying. You said you were allergic to corn, and I don't think that's real. I don't know. I, I wasn't lying. I mean, because like I have to, I have to like like that perfectly written letter about how you're dyslexic. <laughs> I was <laughs> about to say that shit, dude. Hold on, you didn't I tell you the story about that? I literally, I feel like we did talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I literally, it was just a perfect example. <laughs> I literally copied it letter for letter. Not even I couldn't do word for word. I copied letter for letter, and it was just like, hey, I think I might have. Which is messed up because I was like 10 years old telling everybody that I need help and everybody just laughed at me. Yeah, what's wrong with you guys? 
Yeah, because we didn't believe you. Yeah. And what? I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was in special classes. Huh? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Dude, I went to a, a special class in middle school, and I remember. And uh, You went to a special class in... You went to the Joseph program. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot yeah about what are you talking about? I remember... You had some weird friends, bro. Yeah, I mean, that... I'm I'm weird myself. What can I say? I attract other weird people. I hate yeah. weird people. That's that's very phobic of you. <laughs> I don't I'm, care. I don't know what phobia it is, but it's very phobic of no, you. No, hold on. Time out. No. <laughs> Listen, I work at the casino, so I have to deal with Did weird Did you like my friend Brett? Hold on. I have to work with weird oh people all no, the stop. time. I have to work with weird people all the time. Yeah. No, I'm you don't with work weird with people. Yeah. You don't work with weird people. You work with addicts. Addicts slash weird people. There's a slash, but they're still weird. Yeah, they would really benefit with overcoming bad habits. They really would, honestly. <laughs> they would, they would. They would. Perhaps tell them to uh, read this book. I mean, like, would they read a book or would they just ask for a hit? Tell them it's a video game. Maybe they'll read it. I tried. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. It might work. You know what? I've seen people play blackjack and play poker on their phone at the same time. That's just multitasking. Like, bro, <laughs> chill out, man. Like, you could lose your money wait, and win your money at wait, the same wait, time. Wait. Say, say that one more time. Say that one more time. Like, I've seen people at the blackjack table playing blackjack while playing poker on their phone. I thought you're not allowed to have your phone at the table. You're, you're not. Allowed to have their phones yeah, at the table? yeah, you're not. No, you're not. But what, this is what they do, right? Because there's a table, they'll have their phone in oh, their lap it, underneath, the, underneath the table, and then be like, oh, my God, I just went all in and... And I mean, like me, I don't care. This you is do whatever like, this you want. Is like, I don't care. This is like I peaked in high school. I still think this shit works. This is like I put my earphone in yeah. my sleeve and I just go like this. Oh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but me, I don't care. That's that's fucking juvenile. They think they're getting away with murder. Yeah, because I think, see them. They think they're so. They think they're so <laughs> clever. You know, they just know. It's like the guy on the craps who's just like re-roll. Like, oh my god, I felt like a, a split second of vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a split second of vertigo. Oh, the ground shaked. The ground shook. You didn't feel that? Well, I did. Yeah. But anyway, so like I had to overcome my bad habits of eating, right? Because obviously your uh the food is your fuel. You got to start eating for a purpose and not pleasure. I stopped smoking weed years ago. That was a bad habit cuz it kept making me lazy and hungry. Uh, it's legal though. It At is legal. Here. It's legal. It's about to be legal in Maryland too. Is it? Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, medical. I think it already is. Yeah. Is it? I know it's legal in DC. Yeah. I don't think Virginia is going to with the with, nah, not with the governor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I stopped doing that. What other bad habit? I, oh, I stopped watching TV. I don't have a TV in my room. Yeah, I, did that I know. A long I know. Time ago. I know. I, I'm trying to convince mom to let me have it. Yeah. So I can have a backsplash right here. But I'm saying is those are would would you say those are bad habits that I got rid of? TV is definitely a bad it's a, habit. It's a time waste. But the thing is, like as bad as TV is, you need to fill that void that TV would have filled with something more beneficial. I don't have. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. What about social media? How many people are on Facebook? Well, what what and, are you filling it with, bro? I work ten hours a day. I work out. I, I like. I work. What are you all doing the time. to make yourself better? Because work's not going to make you better. I, what do you hold on? I work out. Okay. Right. I workout's good. Workout's good. But how, how you only work out for like what an hour? Two hours. I work out one hour in weights and one hour in running. God, that's a lot. You think so? I would die. Oh, well, but I have a smoker lung. Oh, well, well, what about your bad habits, Mr. Perfect over here? I'm not perfect, but I, I spend the day creating things. Yeah. That's what I do. Like content. Like, the Back Society channel. I mean, who's making, who's posting that shit? Me. That's true. And I mean, like, I'm sending, I sent you like eight videos. You did. And I, I, you have no idea how much I appreciate that because I have something to post. Yeah. But who made the most popular thing from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? You like it, huh? Yeah. So, but, but he's right, though. Like, what are you doing then? Like, you just said you work out and work, but like, I work out, I work. What else? Uh, you know, I make videos. Read? I read, I read like how I read now is like I usually read if I'm in my car, like instead yeah. of listening to music. You read in your car, yeah, like it's an audiobook. Oh, audiobook. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I always make way for that. I meditate, try to stay present, focused. But how are you, like, let's say 
bettering yourself in order to gain more wealth? How are you using that time that isn't taken by TV, social media, in order to gain wealth? Because mm. TV and social media probably won't cut it. Some people are, half yeah. the people are very strategic when it comes to social media, but TV definitely won't. Okay. You've only named 12 hours out of your day. What are you doing those other 12 hours? Eight eight hours I have to sleep. I don't know why. Like I feel like that's a curse, right? You only have 24 hours and eight of it you have to... It's it's insane. I I feel like I'm the only guy that does that. All right, no, so four hours, four hours. So yeah, you're right. I got four hours, right? Four hours of purpose. So basically, like you know, I have my own place. Uh, I have to cook my food. That that uh, takes about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, I have to, you know, like I get ready. I uh, like I'm just hearing excuses. This is all I'm hearing. What in the world? This Why? How come? How come every podcast? I feel like I get targeted. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> you're like you're like you're like the the malleable figure we're trying to just make better. You're the you're the example. How am I the example? You're the example. You, here, you you know why? Because you set this wild goal of saving a million dollars by August, and you haven't actually said. Ah, oh, but no. it's not August yet. But you're. It's almost. It's, Nowhere in your. It's eye. basically June. Yeah. But it's not August yet. Have you gotten even like a quarter of it? Uh, no, not yet. You never. You know. But you like you have all that whole day, and you haven't said what you're doing in your days to do that to get to that goal. I mean, like, uh, like I said, like I don't know. I work ten hours a day. But he, Chris, has a huge point here. You work ten hours a day. Okay, yeah. that leaves you fourteen hours. That leaves me fourteen hours. And of course, you probably sleep. A full eight hours, right? You you sleep eight hours. Eighteen hours. You Go sleep on. eighteen hours. No, but I'm I'm adding. Do you sleep eight hours or eighteen hours? You're you're not all right. I work ten hours. Yes. Then I sleep eight hours together. Oh, okay, you're together, combining those both. together. Okay. That's eighteen. So eighteen hours. That's still six hours. That's six. Let's hours. say okay. So you take six hours away from uh, working out. There's four hours of lull. Yeah. What are you doing in those four hours? Well, I used to make a lot of music. I still do kind of make music. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you have a little studio in your basement now. I got a studio in my basement. When uh, was the last time you touched it? Today. I touch it every day. Yeah. What do you do on it? You know, I just sit there. So, like, I've read this book a long time ago called The Art of War. <laughs> By Sun Tzu? No. No, that's The Art of War. The Art of... The War of Art. Did I say... Hold on. What did I say the first time? You said The Art of War, bro. Yeah, Art of War is Sun Tzu. Okay. I have it on my book. I meant to say the war, the war on Art by Steven Spressfield, right? And he says, if you just sit down and just start... like the muse. Yeah, your muse. Exactly. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Does it too? Uh, who's that big writer that writes? Who wrote It? It? Stephen King. Oh, Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. right? So Stephen King, right? How he knocks out all his books... He has a time set, 8 in the morning, where he'll sit down in the chair and doesn't get up until noon. Stephen King is a exception to the norm. Stephen there is King, no exception. He also did a lot of cocaine. He all, no, and smoked a lot of cigarettes. To me, Stephen King, a <laughs> lot drink. of writers, and believe me, I've, I've, I've tried to be a writer. I'm not saying I'm Hunter but, S. Thompson. You know what I'm saying? Hun, yeah, I'm not. But, well, because you don't do drugs. Exactly. So you're not Hunter, Epps, Hunter S. Thompson. Right. You're not writing fear and loathing over here. So why is every what, there is no exception? Why are you why are you making them special? They're not special. No, Stephen King is a writing machine. A lot of people aren't like that. He's a writing machine. This is why he's a writing machine. He's a writing machine because he sits down every single day for four hours. And he's not writes. the only one that does it. George R. R. Uh, George R. R. No, he doesn't. Does it. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. And he got, still hold on, hasn't. Hold on, are finished. You, you're talking. Hold on, no. You're talking about the guy who wrote Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Yes. There is an interview on YouTube. You can look this up right now. Is it with him and Stephen King? It's with him and Stephen King. (laughs) I watched that. It's with him and Stephen King. I watched that. And Stephen King tells him his creative process and uh, JR or whatever his name is says he suffers from procrastination. And Stephen King says, this is how you get over it. That's not what he said. He said he he suffers from writer's block. Or writer's block. And how does Stephen King get rid of that? And Stephen King replied, I don't have that. All right. Here's a trick to get over writer's block is to sit down every single day, like in the war of art, and just write. It doesn't. It, it, it's tough. I understand. It's not. I'm not no, saying no, no, it's no. tough. It's tough because like um, Stephen King does that, but he is kind of like 
and in it, he has a mind where it just keeps going. Everybody has like a mind that Neil, keeps going. Like him and Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman does the same thing. He sits in his garden at a specific point of the day and writes things. Like he wrote, that's how he wrote a like Coraline or um, uh, American Gods. Why are you, you know? giving, hold oh, on. Man. My thing is, is why are you giving excuses on why it's so hard to do? Because I've tried. I've tried it. I've done it too, and it's not hard. I find it hard. The only reason why you will find it hard is because you have judgment on it, right? I mean, I am my worst critic, I will admit. Exactly. Yes. So, like, the thing is with this process is that not everything that you write is going to be good, right? Not everything that you write is going to be bad. The key is just to keep writing. But over time, it gets better and better. I like that. Um, that actually goes into Chapter 7. Hey. hey. You need to go over that cynicism. That's that cynicism. Yeah, because one, everybody, you're right, though. I'm glad we shifted this segment away from me, but... No, we've we've <laughs> actually, believe it, or, believe it or not, we've stayed on topic. <laughs> believe it or not. But here's the thing, right? So a lot of people's, their mind is their worst enemy, right? There really is. That inner voice in you, it's, it's, their, it's your worst enemy. And it's because... There's so much That's judgment. That's cynicism. Yeah, there's so much judgment, right? So, like, I used to, when I when I was very in the zen, which I'm getting back into, right? Your rap wasn't bad, dude. I know, but I'm talking about zen right now. So, like, when I talk about zen, right? Zen is when you stop judging your thoughts. And when you stop judging your thoughts, that cynicism literally goes away. And you stop judging other people, Right? not just judgment it's just it's not it, you're when it comes to like creating something it's not other people like other people is half the battle like getting rid of half the battle but like the other half is getting rid of your own self-doubt i know and it's because like am i really good enough to contend with the other contemporaries of my time and if i let's say i decided to get a i decided to take up painting am i really good enough to even touch what like Andy Warhol was. Or but see, when like you that. have when you have that type of mindset, you're not gonna even pick up the brush. I again I've been gathering stuff for a studio since twenty eighteen. When did I start making actual content? Twenty twenty two. All right. So okay, that was four years. That's that's high school. All right, all right. I, I, I get what you're saying. But now when you have that type of voice, all you have to do is become aware of that voice. And then realize that voice isn't you and that voice doesn't control you. And then just keep painting. Overcoming that ops. Bam. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Bam. All you have to do is become aware of that voice. That's it. You do. You have to tell yourself something. You have to tell yourself. No, that, that, but um, no, that's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to tell yourself anything. All no, you, you have to tell yourself to just put it out there. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what I'm getting at. Okay. You just need to put it out there. Like, look at Stephen King. He's wrote some really good books, but he's wrote some pretty shitty books. Look at Nick Cage. He's been in, like, sh so many shitty movies, but he had, like, some gems, like, you know, The Rock. Renfield. Renfield. I do want to see that, actually. I do want <laughs> to see that. I won't lie. It was, it was decent. You saw it? Yeah. Did you pirate it? I pirate all my movies. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay. Okay. What would you give it out of 10, Renfield? Because I've, I've, I've wanted to see that movie. See, I can't do the rating system. Just, just one through. Just make it up. Eight, seven, seven. Okay. Average. Okay. Average is actually like five, right? Av uh, middle of the road is five. So let's do six. Yeah, okay. that doesn't that doesn't make me want to see it. It was a time waster. <laughs> you say, like you watch a movie because you're like, man, it's Nick Cage, the greatest actor of our time. Yeah. The good the good thing about movie is like say like say if you you are doing something creatively <laughs> and you're just burnt out. Just <laughs> I just had like a nostalgic moment of like Expendables 2 and they were just like, okay, we have a new hero and it's going to be Nick Cage. And I just remember Chris raging about that. Raging, going like, <laughs> Nick Cage? Hold on, Nick Cage was not an Expendables? He was an Expendable 2, yes. No, he was not. Yes, he was. No, he was not. He was not in the first one. He was not in the second one. Yeah, he was like one of the new heroes, like after they got rid of like Dolph Lundgren. No, he was not. I, I think he was. Oh, God. He's looking this up right Be now. Because I was I, a fan I of the... I don't remember. Yeah, Expendables. I don't even know how to spell that. Expend... Really? You don't know how to spell Expendables? Shout out. He's dyslexic. Come on now. Shout out to Google. <laughs> Shut up! 
Let's look at the cast. There's Terry Crews. No, the new one was Chuck Norris. Was it Chuck? Oh, yeah. The second one had Chuck Norris and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who showed up for like uh, like five minutes. Come on now. My bad. Sly. Sly's in the movie, so you know I... Who? So you, Sly. Who? Who? I, I have no idea. Sly Cooper? I play that Sly game. Stallone. Sly Stallone, bro. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. Okay. You could have just said that. Look, I haven't seen Sylvester Stallone since he made that like that like masterpiece, Oscar worthy, where he was a trucker who did arm wrestling. <laughs> over yes. the top, over the top, <laughs> over the top. Get a... That was that was the last movie. <laughs> his like mouth like was falling off of his face, yeah. dude. I don't know was... how he does it. <laughs> I think it's permanent, right? Didn't he have like a stroke or yeah. something? No, he got, no, he got like, like a, it's like a muscle thing. He got like kicked right? in the womb, and it, it just his his face didn't produce well grow the way like, it's supposed to be. I think it's like a muscle. Yeah, there's like he's like missing like a tendon or a muscle or something, and it isn't he like ninety years old though? Esther, he's like old as hell, bro. He's like in his seventies. He didn't really become an actor until his thirties. You have time. I don't want to be no. I, I could be an actor. I could be an actor. Look at me. He's seventy six. I said 70s. Yeah. Rocky Balboa. He's still jacked. He's, He's still, still jacked. jacked, too. He's still jacked. Unlike Arnold, who is kind of like... Because Arnold's a vegan. He went vegan. Yeah, he's a vegan. Somebody... Yeah. He's a vegan. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> His last point, Robert Kiyosaki made in this chapter, was overcoming arrogance. Have you done that? Overcome arrogance? Yes. No, he, you have not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am the least arrogant one here. Are you t- what are you f- talking about? By far. Are you? are you? Who's the one asking questions here? Dude, you're the one who's just like, look, I work 60 hours a day. You Because you guys are asking me about my day. At my dead-end job. You got, Everybody here has a dead-end job. I don't have a dead-end job. Okay, I have a dead-end job. I have a career. Job. I have a dead-end job. Bro, we literally, I said, how are you getting to your goal in August? You said, it ain't August yet. <laughs> like, that's pretty arrogant, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. I'm moving. We're moving. I'm here, and I. We're we're moving, but like, have you even made a dollar? Yeah, I'm, I make dollars every day. Dollars <laughs> from your <laughs> ventures to make a million dollars because your job ain't going to give you a million dollars. Maybe hey, over the you, lifetime. What's uh? What's the rules for like tipping dealers in uh, Illinois? It's not keep your own. It's not keep your own. It's, it's not. Uh, it's pulled. No. It's pulled. Uh, unfortunately, because okay. if it was keep your own, I'd probably work like three days out of the week. Yeah, there's there's more incentive, but like if it's pulled, you know, you can like get that early out, like leave two hours early, but you're still gonna get as paid as much as anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's, like you're gonna get as paid as much as the guy who's doing overtime when it comes to tips. With tips, yeah, which, yeah. which no, to yeah, me, I was curious because there's no like uh, incentive to become a better dealer. No, there is. There's zero, zero. incentive, and like, yeah. and, and that was another thing too, because I I I, br- I actually brought this up because I was like. They want to. You brought this up. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I work night shift and I'm tired of working night shift. I want to work day shift. So they do the. Um, You're not like 40 or 50. They do like. Uh, they have the seniority, right? So like if you have seniority, you could work day shift. Well, like if if you're a night shift guy and you have like personality, because I'm personable. Unfortunately, I, I have to be personable because people like me. So I have to be personal. So it, like. There's other dealers that are, they don't talk. They're, they, you know what I mean? They, they complain. They come in there with a bad mental uh, attitude and stuff like that, you know? And it's like, it, it, it can hurt your tokes. It can hurt, it can hurt your, how much money you make. And tokes is tips, by the way. Yeah. Or it hurts your tips. So, like me, you know, I, I have that hustler's mentality, man. I go over there. I talk to these people. I'm personal with these people. I know these people's lives. You know, how are they doing? I know what games they're betting. Dude, it's the poker games that are the roughest. But but still though, right? Like people when you go to when you go to the casino, right? You go there for entertainment most like the majority of the time. Yeah, you're trying to win money, but most people know when you go into the casino, you're not going to win as much money as the casino is selling you, right? The casino sells people, hey, you can become rich or whatever. But people know they're not going to become rich going into the casino. They go there for their favorite dealer, which just happens to be me. I don't know. I mean, like, if you're like a kid 
especially like fresh out of college, a lot of people think that they're smart enough and arrogant enough. Cause like, I remember being in college and I felt invincible. A lot of people think like, Oh, rich is the only path for me. So they go into casino thinking, Hey, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like at the same time, the casino, like that's the image. They're selling you a dream that you could become yeah, they rich. Do. Even YouTube did that to me. That YouTube is selling you a dream that you could become rich? Yeah. Like, yeah, but um, that's a dream I'd rather chase than the casino. I'm just saying, like, um, it, it was the same thing, like a casino. And I and I felt this. And I realized it on my walk home from the gym. It was just like, I had my, I have a Lego channel that I made. Like, I build Legos all the time, so I might as well record it and put it on a YouTube. But um, I had one of my first videos got about 2K views, like 100 and some likes, right? And I've been chasing that dream ever since. It was pre- it was pretty much like going into a casino, going like, oh, I'll just do the slot machine real quick, hit a little bit uh, of a jackpot, and try to chase it ever since. And that's kind of what it is. You're chasing the views ever since. Okay, well, you, you know be- what I mean? Yeah, you became aware of it. Uh, well, because I've worked in the casino, I'm aware of it. But but here's the thing too: is right, like you could go in the casino and you can only do so much, right? Where YouTube, you're trying to figure out and crack the algorithm, right? So you're trying to improve. Not if, but when. Yeah, exactly. So you're constantly trying to improve where the casino, it's all random luck, right? That's true. But they always put the the ones that are ready to crack at the front, or so I hear in Vegas. I'll find out soon because I'm going to Vegas in the summer. Who are you going to Vegas with? I don't care. going to Vegas. The summer is next month. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm sure I have to get rich by August. Then I'll be today. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well go to Vegas, bro. That yeah, there you go. There you go. You win the jackpot. You'll be like, I got the million dollars, Chris. What now? No, nah, I wouldn't arrogance. do that. I don't flex. Arrogance. I'm not a flexer. Overcoming error. Oh, whatever. Dude. Hold on. What makes you think I'm a flexer? If you if you want a million dollars, we would not hear the end of it. No. Hold on. If I want to, if I got a million dollars before August first. Then you will yeah. not hear the end of it. But if I, yeah, but if you, if you hit the jackpot on July thirty first and you got a million dollars, we would not hear the end of it. Okay, I yes, that, that's it. true. That's that's very true. And I would ride that to the grave every single day. Yeah, this man would be like, I can't believe. <laughs> did you doubt me? Why? I did can't you believe doubt you doubted me. me. I can't believe that shit. Never, never doubt me, bro. And never. <laughs> that sounds exactly what I would say. <laughs> oh, never doubt me. Can't but the road to million dollars is making a product, <clears throat> yeah, selling it, yeah, making a business out of it, growing and scaling. Yeah. What have you done to further that? Uh, so it's been a, it's almost been a year. It's been ten months. It has been ten months. I don't know. Working on my videos, pretty much. Yeah. I plan on selling my videos. What do you mean selling it? Yeah, it's like a self improvement program. So you're trying to make your own like. Hustlers University or Creator Kit. I don't know what that stuff is, but uh, I try to make my own self-improvement program. It's just a program. Yeah? Yeah. So you're going to be like, hey, if you like these videos, if you get enough views, you're going to be like, you like these videos? Well, I'll give you a bonus at the end of my video. And my bonus is, here's a coupon coupon to uh, view or really subscribe to my uh, university where I give all the secrets I have just for you at this point, which is like what fifty dollars a month or something? No, I my my thinking is like I co- collect a collection of, or I create a collection of videos. Okay, make it into a program. Okay, right, kind of like a fitness program. Right, and just sell it for like three hundred dollars. So and all at once. Yeah. Wow, that's that's not the way to go anymore. What's the I way? Say to- drop it on YouTube, bro. What's uh, yeah? I mean, like I will, but I mean, like, or, like have you furthered the Patreon. King Scott channel? Oh, Patreon, yeah, that's a good idea. Or I could do that as well. I mean, like I could. Um, so, like, like basically, like yeah, I have a program, but it's like it's it's for it's for certain people that have to be certain discipline, right? You got to be disciplined, right? Right. So, like on YouTube, like you could talk or you could talk about it. But I'm, I wouldn't give you like the whole, you know, I would definitely make sure like if you pay the, the knowledge is worth the payment. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like I can't give it all up front on YouTube for free because Obviously, then you don't nobody give will your, buy the program. You don't want to give your best points away. You want to keep it under a, a lock and key. It's not, it's not like under a lock and key. It's just like well, a, a paywall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A paywall. Yeah, for sure. Okay. 
So that, I mean, like, that to me is my best bet because, you know, like... Have you thought about a Patreon? I don't even know what a Patreon is. A Patreon is where someone uh, subscribes to you for, like, a dollar to all... There's tiers. So it can be, like, a dollar tier, two dollar tier, five dollar tier. And each tier gets you an unlocked feature. Let's say, like, they subscribe to the five dollar uh, the five dollar tier, and so they get your more exclusive videos. Yeah. But, or like a Zoom call once a week. Yeah, I, I mean, I could do that. But my thing is, is I don't want to do like different tiers and like hold back different things. You don't have to. Okay. Like, because I mean, I like, like, basically, like, I just want to give out all the information that I've learned and put to the test to overcome like certain situations and stuff like that. In one bulk, one time fee. I mean, yeah, pretty much for a lifetime. It's not how the world works anymore. The world's on subscriptions yeah. now. Because that's just going to be on YouTube the next day. And exactly. you're not going to be able to keep track of it. I mean, it would be dope if I was if people thought the information that I have so much be on YouTube the next day. I, I feel like... Yeah, but I'll if it's on the YouTube the next day, those are people that won't subscribe to you for it. I feel like they would still subscribe to me. Because, I mean, like... You Why would, would they if the content's Why? on YouTube? Because let, let's let's take it back for instance, right? Like say like you have um, you have these authors that have YouTube channels. And they write a book and they still have a YouTube channel. You know what I mean? But they don't put it on their YouTube channel. Okay, I, I like if I was to sell a program, I'm not going to put it on my YouTube channel, but I'll talk about the program. But if you're not going to put it on your YouTube channel and put it under a paywall. If someone just, you know, takes the bullet for everyone else and puts it on and subscribes to you and then puts it on YouTube, you're only getting that one subscriber while everyone else is subscribing to that YouTube channel. See, I guess. But I mean, like you could say the same thing with like CDs, like when artists made music with CDs or even now artists that make songs and it gets leaked well, out to the Internet. Look at Metallica uh, with their whole Napster incident. Are they still making money? They're still making money, but that's not people, without an army of lawyers behind their back making sure they make money. Do people, I mean, like, okay, Metallica, that's one example. But I mean, like, like you can look, like, for instance, like Eckhart Tolle. I know you guys don't know much about him. He wrote a book called The Power of Now. He has a YouTube cha channel. People still buy his book. Yeah, but, it, but his YouTube channel is probably putting out content. His YouTube channel new. is putting out content. No, I mean, like, it's pretty much the same thing. Be present. Bam, I just blew up Eckhart Tolle's $77 million operation by telling you the secret just to be present. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to go subscribe to Eckhart Tolle and still buy his book. But that's, that's you. You have to think of your audience, not you. You have to think about not what you would do, but what the average audience member and would I, and, do. And, and you want to cast a wide net. You want to get as much people as possible. You don't want to get people that just think like you. want to get no, and people I get that. turned on to think about to think like you no and i get that and i like so then here's the thing right like say you have all these uh, you have all these uh quote-unquote influencers right? right they're dropping knowledge right they're dropping books they're teaching people how to th uh think differently or look at things differently so what is it that people will still buy everything that they have and still subscribe to them do you get do you get what i'm saying they usually come up with more knowledge, but at the same time, they don't give away the best free. They keep it under a paywall. That's the thing. Called OnlyFans. They. <laughs> 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 the thing is, they 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 give you a little bit of that knowledge. It's to entice. It's that hook we were talking about earlier. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they hook you in. No, I get what you're saying. And then you want more because you're just like, oh, this is going to work. If I keep with this creator's mindset, author, whatever, right, then I can be successful. And then they tell you the best is underneath this paywall, whether it be Patreon, OnlyFans, or anything else. Okay, the and then website. what happens? What happens? Like you said, somebody bites that bullet, gets all the knowledge, right? They pay the paywall, gets all that knowledge. They're still going to be a fan or subscribe to that person and still listen to everything that he says. They are, but you don't want just that one guy. You want more people. Everybody wants more people. I, I that's, that's how you make money. I know that. 
That's how you make money. You're not going to get it. Off I, I think. Just, but here's the thing. I think the big thing is you don't want to drop it all at once. The point of the subscription is you would slowly release this material, yeah, but, allowing you to create more material to have a constant flow. I, and then I, if you, and, and with Patreon, it's hard to leak that stuff. They would have to like record it. Okay. Right? Yeah. But it's not. Impossible. I mean, I mean, I could do Patreon. It's not but, impossible. But I mean, like, like it's a program. It's it's a, it's a transformation program. Right, I get it, but like, let's say so, someone I mean, subscribed like, to your Patreon for ten dollars. It's not like that's the whole course. You get the whole course. I know. You drop what, it like yeah. monthly. I know what you're saying, but but in order in order to come do the whole transformation, you're gonna need everything. I can't just drop it because then somebody will get stuck and get like mentally disturbed or something. But that's not how you make money. What you make money is that you always have to lead in to another thing. You have to just not. You you can get a good bulk monetarily, yeah. If you just drop it all at once, but yeah. you can make consistently. No, and I you get can make that. it consistently all if right. you stretch it out. Here here's the plan. All right, I'm gonna drop it all at once. Make that that bulk. Take that money and invest it in something, but still have enough information and help people through that transformation along the way. That's not scalable. How how can you say that's not scalable? It's not. You could. Do you think he could release? Could you release something like that on like Udemy or something, like a course, quote unquote? You know what I'm talking about, Jordan? Yeah. Like on Udemy, and then like come back to it every once in a while and like update it. I guess. Yeah, people do that all the time on Udemy. Have you ever heard of Udemy? Yeah. It's like a, a a site where you buy courses from certain from people. Basically, if like you are a teacher, you can make a course like whether it be five to even forty hours, and you can upload a course, and people can like pay you you know to have that course and download it udemy is a pretty good site they're actually pretty powerful believe it or not okay i hear what you guys are saying it's not a bad idea have you have you thought no because you you would do it in, you would do it in bulk right and it would have like the different lessons and you could like work your way through it but I'm, you can I mean, always no, go that's back a, and yeah. update it no i'm oh, i mean for sure yeah i mean that that would be a good like like you said, I could put the whole thing on bulk in Patreon or Udemy or whatever, and then I would have that YouTube channel just to like help people through that that journey, that transfer. I call it the hero's journey. That's ba- like like the videos that I've been making. It's like for people's hero's journey. That is actually a really good idea. Udemy. I'm is, I'm, f- I, I'm full of them, man. I did I, I I admit I didn't really think, and I have like at least like fifty Udemy courses. Do you make, yeah, I got a bunch, dude. Do you, what, but I mean, like, how? What's more popular, Patreon or Udemy? Patreon is Depends. definitely more. Cre- I would say I would say Patreon's more uh, popular because of like big time YouTubers, big time TikTokers, big time anything Instagrammers. They all have Patreons, but Udemy is where you go when you actually want to learn something. And um, like Patreon is more incremental, where Udemy is all at once. Mm-hmm. Well, so like, I mean, like you you can learn about it, but th- like there's that saying, right? They say like knowledge is power, but really in reality, like use of that knowledge is truly power, right? Because you can learn everything in the book, but if you don't use, if you don't implement that knowledge, it does no good for you. So like, I, I would want to do like. A learning course but at the same time it's like nah this is for you to implement so your life can change we we get it you generally want to help people yeah but we want you to maximize your profit in doing such a thing we want to help you get to that million dollars you know yeah so we're telling you ways to do it and it's not always just bulk buy Sometimes it's stretching out. That's why, like, I, could, I mean, um, like, like I if could. you look at software nowadays, they don't do just buy this disc and you have it. They do software, like look at Adobe or something like that. Yeah. It's always subscription nowadays. Subscription is how, like, you keep that revenue going month to month instead of just, oh, you get the one big endorphin hit and it's over. You want that endorphin to be stretched out. I, I mean, I mean now, now that I'm thinking about it, I could probably break it up into two parts. That's, that's, that's it. That's that's right. You break it up. See, the thing is, I, like, I, like I want I, now. I just because you, I don't know. Now I kind of don't want to break it up <laughs> because because we're saying it. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. All right, going back to one of his five points: overcoming arrogance. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're being arrogant about it. I mean, yeah, you think you know best, right now. We're trying to help you out. Yeah. Giving you all these different platforms. 
No, I mean, like, like here's what here's what you do. Here's what you do. Yeah, you make shorts on YouTube. You get people interested in your your message. Hey, come to. You can download my whole course at Udemy. You can also subscribe to my Patreon for more exclusive content. Bam. I like that idea. You can sell your course and then you can make other more, you know, content as you expound upon your ideas, but you don't want to give it away for free. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, basically that's what I want to do, right? I want to give out the course, but then make the YouTube to like expand on the course pretty yeah. much, I would the, say. You, the YouTube is the hook into your content. The hook comes before the content. Like you spent time is money. Everyone's heard of this. You definitely know about that. Time is money. And should you give your time away for free? Be honest, the answer is no. And so you make them pay. I know I would make them pay. This is but, how you do it. But it but it comes down to, right? What it really comes down to is the is is the the knowledge worth the value, right? Or the value Do you not worth the believe knowledge? your knowledge is worth the value? Oh no, it one hundred percent is. Then why not? Then why not make a subscription service? I mean, like I'm down for it. I've been telling you I've been down for it. You guys are the ones that are saying you can't you sell just it said in you're bulk. Not. No, I said I was down. I said I was down for the Patreon because I didn't know what a Patreon was, but I did say I wouldn't want to do the level thing because all I want to do is just sell it in bulk because once you once you like start like a transformation like you're gonna need everything right you're gonna need everything you can't just not give the tools that they need to go through like to grow and then tweak your program in the way that keeps them hungry for more every month i mean like the more the more that you do it you're going you're gonna have that seeking type energy they call it seeking energy. I get it. Like you're going to have that. Yes, but you want that seeking energy, but you want to keep them hungry to keep coming back month to month. You want to hook them in. I know, so and they the retention, need, acquisition they, and retention. They don't just want that subscription to your service. They need it in order to keep bettering themselves, okay? You know what I mean? Uh, you write the program then. I feel like you you got this down I pack. Ha- I don't, I just know how to, I just know how to like administrate it. Okay. I don't know how to make it. All right. Like, you give me this idea you have, I can make it last. Can I make the oh idea my myself? Yeah. That's not that. Okay. You know what I mean? No, I, I get what you're saying. I'm, a, like, I'm, the, I'm the taskmaster. I'm not the creator. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, like, I would basically, like, I have all these videos, right? Divine Rider King, right. aka The Hero's Journey. Right. I'll tell you what the program is, basically. I have no problem. It's, it's it's a very it's it's very simple, but at the same time, it's very difficult. Yeah. So I mean, like people are going to struggle and have questions and need help, and then I could just make videos on the YouTube about it. You can also but pay I'm, for your. T- you can also charge for your time. You oh can yeah, become, I could do that. That yeah, could open sure. the door to be a consultant, a speaker. You know, someone who, if they have questions, hey, I can answer your questions, but it's going to be so and such dollar sign an hour. You know? Yeah. For sure. Because uh, consultant is a big business. Oh, I already know. I and you want to get to that point where you're on stage with your little like ear to mouth mic and be like, so you want to be Tony Robinson? I don't want to be Tony Robinson. No, that's not who I want to be. No, not even a little bit. How about uh, you like Jordan Peterson, right? How about that guy? I don't want to be George. Who do you want to be? I want to be me. Okay. I knew he was going to say that arrogance right there. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I don't want to be a little bit of arrogance. Everyone has a hero. I'm my hero. I have to be my hero. It's the hero's journey. You have to be the hero in your own life. Look, there's two paths. There is the artist and the artisan. Which one are you? The artist creates. The artisan takes what's created and makes it even better. They take it and put a spin on it and sometimes make it better. Like uh, Bob Dylan was an artisan. He took what was already there, spun it, and made himself a legend. All right. Let me tell you how I approached everything. You, you, I feel like you just have to approach like your younger self in these situations, right? You learn all this wisdom, like like obstacles, right? You learn wisdom from overcoming obstacles. I understand that, yes. So like, I don't know if I'm an artist or an artisan, but I just made a program where like, where in my life I had to overcome obstacles and then you gather all the wisdom and then these same people that are overcoming obstacles, you just give them the wisdom. Incrementally. Incre- or we can do it incrementally. I don't care. But I mean, like the program is going to be in bulk. Like it has to be. 
then I think because there's steps to it. There's always there's you can do Patreon and Udemy. You can give your bulk, right? All right. But I'm sure you come up with new ideas every so often, right? I mean, it's it's weird now, right? Let's say you wrote your whole program, okay, and it's done today. Mm-hmm. It's done today. That's it. You, yeah, you, you shut that book. You're not going to come up with any ideas to, let's say, uh, reinforce your ideals in that bulk, right? I mean, like, no, you will. You, you will, and that's where the Patreon kicks in. Yeah, that's if, where you're just like, wait a minute. Yeah, because if you do like a, for instance, like a self improvement journey, or like if you do like this transformation, you have to, you know, you have to be isolated for a little bit, right? You have to like uh, cut off the outside world. You know what I mean? For just for like a year or two. Okay. And then you know when you come back into the world, you know what I mean? You're you're just gonna be different. And like it's it's like the same thing with Buddha. Like it's the same seeking energy like that Buddha had when he left he left his family, his wife to go find the meaning of life. You know what I mean? Mm. And then once he found the meaning of life, he learned how like or not the meaning of life, but once he found all his answers, once that seeking energy was just uh gone, like he learned how to integrate back into reality. And then once you get to that point, like where pretty much where I'm at, you're just trying to live your best life. You're just trying to live, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like you could take all that wisdom or, or stuff that still happens in everyday life. But really, like if I could get the bulk, get as much money from the bulk or whatever, still help people, I'll just take the money and invest it in something else or do something different. I get it. But I don't want to be. The thing I, is, like, it seems to me that you poured your, your heart and soul. You, you support a lot of your knowledge in that. And obviously, you know, you're in your early 30s. There's more knowledge to be attained. You're yeah. not old. You're still young. Yeah. And so obviously, like, you have your you have your own me courts. You're going to have the bulk of your knowledge right there. Yeah. But, like, you also have your Patreon subscription, which I know some people actually do, especially they do both, Udemy and Patreon. And so let's say you sell your whole course, but, like, hey, there's going to be something you realize. There's going to be something you backtrack on. And of course, that's where your Patreon comes in when you have like, oh, oh here's yeah, a monthly okay. subscription. If, you know, something happens, if you spend so-and-so dollars a month, um, you get the interlockings of my mind. Let's say like one month, it's just like, oh, here's the edition. Another month, oh, here's another edition. Here's something else I realized. Yeah. You see what we're trying to say here? Yeah, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I get it. We're trying to not, we're trying to get the bag and bag society here. I get it. I get it. And it's not just... Oh, I've made my bag. Let's invest it. It's how to keep that going. All right. So then here too, because like maybe maybe you two are the artisans, right? Be- and maybe I'm just the artist because like pretty much like like yeah, you like as soon as I make this program, like I just want to put it to rest, put it out there, help people, and move on and do other things. You, we you get me? Okay. I don't so. want to be like a one trick pony type of guy. I want to do. I want to experience life. I want to do okay. everything. So in my field of career, you are the programmer. Chris and I right now are the product managers. Okay. Okay. So we're... <laughs> Is that good or bad? I think it's a pretty decent analogy. Basically, you make the code. We're telling you what to code, how to code it, and where it goes. Yeah. Okay. So basically, like how, how you're telling me is like... We do the upper management. You are just making it happen, and we're we're trying to make it profitable. Yeah. So you're like... Pablo Picasso, like I'm Pablo Picasso. You are Pablo Picasso. We are your manager. Yeah. So basically, we're trying to make sure you maximize your profits. And unfortunately, the way how the world works right now, all at once, is not necessarily the best route. Well, that's why I got you You guys here, right? You because like you've heard of a pension, right? Yeah. That's what you want to make with your wealth. You want to have something pension like. You don't want to get that just oh I hit the jackpot in the lottery and then there's nothing else. You want to have something that's stretched over or at least keeps giving. You want royalties, basically. Yeah, I do. But like I said, right, I would make money, get assets, probably put it in real estate. And real estate will most likely be like a pension. I get it. But that's one route. You yeah, that's one route. You're right. You're right. Diversify. You know what? If you can get it, all that money, make your money from real estate, but also keep getting income from your courses. You're rolling. All right. You're going to make this? that million dollars. How about this? How about this? Right. 
If you guys find a way where I can make a million dollars from this course by helping me by being taskmasters or uh, coder my, programmers or whatever. My taskmaster is make a fucking social media presence. Who, me? Yes. Make a social media presence. You hate social media, but how the fuck are people going to want to buy your course if they'd never heard of you? Uh, I, mean, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm weird. Like, people, people that Don't listen, be weird. People. Be tried and true. Do paths that are tried and true. Don't, don't always, doing your own way is cool. Being original is very cool, but it's not always the case, and you want to be known. If you have never heard of Andrew Tate, would you buy Hustlers University? What is with you in this Hustlers University? Because it's, a, it's an example. I mean, probably not. I don't probably need, I, not. I mean, even like I've heard of Andrew Tate, but I don't want to buy his. I don't want to buy Hustlers University. Okay, how about this? Uh, let's say Joe Rogan. Oh no, not Joe Rogan, but uh, who's the Area Fifty One guy? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar, my guy. Who you like? If you had never heard of him, and he's just like, "Hey, here's this course about Area Fifty One. Would you would you even notice it? Yeah." Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. All right, I'll get a social media. Hey. Thanks for listening to Bag Society. Check us out on BagSocietyPodcast.com for extras and follow us on your favorite podcast provider. Peace!